0: This is another Astros podcast.
1: Astros looking for their fourth win in a row. Here's the 0-1. And that's popped up right side. Playable for Gurriel coming in. Now in the foul territory. Makes the grab. And that is the ball game. The Houston Astros lower their magic number to two as they defeat the Toronto Blue Jays. By a final score of five to three. Well, AJ, a big win yesterday, and you
2: guys keep having to win because Oakland keeps winning. But the magic number now down to two, and you guys are just going to keep your nose down, and keep doing what you what you have to do, aren't you?
3: Well, we don't need any help. Uh, we control our own destiny for the next uh, six games, and and you know it's hard to believe we're approaching our hundredth win, and we're still talking about clinching. But that's the way our division has been. It's the way that the league has been. The American League's loaded, but we're one of the best teams in baseball. I feel like we can control our destiny. We'll be fine. And offensively, it looks like a couple of guys are starting to come alive. Let's
2: talk about Josh Reddick. It looks like his approach, a little better, more solid contact.
3: Yeah, especially against right-handed pitching. You know, he, he historically has been really good against right-handed pitching and, and struggle against lefties, and it's been the opposite this year. But I like the swings I'm getting, you know, for for him against righties now. Obviously, the big home run yesterday. Um, he's, he's hit the ball harder in the last week or so. Um, he is somebody that we're going to need because our, our balance of our lineup depends on guys like him and Marwin and Tony Kemp, McCann. They're only left-handed hitters. So it's important for them to get started and get hot. And Gurriel, he's been on fire. He was the American League Player of the Week last week, but he continues just to knock the snot out of it, doesn't he? Yeah, he's such a good hitter, and, and he loves hitting with runners in scoring position. He would have loved to face you, to be mm-hmm. honest. He, he would have hung that knuckleball, and he would have yeah. rifled into left field. So... Um, no pitcher is immune to his to his approach. If you throw him the ball in the air, sometimes it's. Um, it's it's literally you know it feels like a single or a double waiting to happen, or if it was against you, it'd be an auto homer. Yes.
2: <laughs> that way, I don't have to back up third. That's sweet. Whenever you're talking about contact point, and we see it looks like sometimes from especially from our vantage point, you can see guys making contact out in front of the plate. Can you talk to people about what yeah. that means and how much more power that produces? Yeah, I
3: mean, obviously, it's creating leverage. It's it's where you're hitting the ball at extension, and you, you know most of the time, you the, the, there's a there's a little bit of a um, you know bad information out there that you have to let the ball travel and get behind the plate. In actuality, it all depends on where you are with the leverage of your arms and how where you're hitting it at extension. You're not all the way extended, but you're in a real powerful position where your back arm is flexed a little bit. Your your left arm is is flexed a little bit as a right-handed hitter. Okay. And then you put, you know, obviously you extend through the ball and you create a hitting zone where the ball takes off. You hit in that powerful position the ball can take off and usually that happens just in front of the plate or for some guys a little bit further out. Guys like Yuli, um, guys like Altuve, those guys can get the ball maybe a foot out in front of the plate, create that monster homer to left field.
2: It's amazing that they can get that extension that far out in front of the plate, because a lot of guys start cutting off their swing by then, don't they?
3: Yeah, it looks like Yuli's bat extends as soon as he gets in front of the plate, and it yep. goes from like a 34-inch bat to a 38-inch <laughs> bat. He just continues to extend out towards the pitcher, which is the perfect swing. If you can create that leverage and then create that length going from contact all the way through the pitcher, the ball carries on a line. Okay, you
2: activated Lance McCullers Jr. yesterday. You also had Ramin Goudwan to come in to provide maybe a little help in the the bullpen. What's the plan right now as you see it with Lance?
3: I'd like Lance to pitch today or tomorrow. Uh, I'm not going to force him in there, but I'm also not going to be too careful with him. We need to figure out, you know, over the next two outings, he's going to get one here and one in Baltimore. You know, what he offers as we start to make considerations for what's ahead. So um, you'll see him pitch tonight or tomorrow. It's um, he feels really good. He also is, I think he's also a little bit anxious to get in a game sure. and see exactly. Once he dials it up, major league competition, major league game, uh, we'll see what he has.
2: All right, Gaviglio, uh pitching for Toronto tonight. Mm-hmm. What do you know about him?
3: I mean, we haven't faced him a ton, but he's a guy that we're going to have to get in the strike zone. These guys, you know, when, we're such a dangerous offensive team when we're good and, and swinging the bat inside the strike zone. In, in what I've seen over the last week, it's it's coincided with us laying off. We've done a ton of walks in the last ten days, including Altuve. Right, and, and once yeah. Guriel, Altuve, uh, Bregman, Springer's walking. When when we're walking, that means we're staying inside the strike zone. We're gonna have to keep this kid in the strike zone if we want to be successful. He gets balls that move all over the place a little bit. If he if he sees last night and sees us ambush in Estrada, if he's careful around the plate, then we need to okay. take our walk and let the next guy hit him.
2: All right, AJ, six more to go. Good luck. Are right, you guys springer
3: Back with more Astro launch right after this.
1: Houston Astros are hosting auditions to be a member of the 2019 Coca-Cola Shooting Stars. Coca-Cola Shooting Stars have a visible role as ambassadors to the Houston Astros brand throughout the year. Information about the auditions available at astros.com slash shooting stars. Is there
2: an age limit on that?
1: You're not eligible. I'm not? I don't believe there's an age limit, but... uh, Then I'm eligible. You're not eligible. Then I am. You'll be disqualified for something else. The <laughs> Astros.com slash shooting stars.
2: One and one to Evan Gaddis. And that ball is ripped to left field, sending Upton back, and it's over his head and off the wall. Booming single left center field by Evan Gaddis.
1: And Gaddis lifts this into short right field, and that's going to drop in for a base hit. Buriel scores. Reddick stops at third. Five to four Angels. Evan Gaddis, first ball swinging. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Evan Gaddis, and had a, a really nice run the last two games of the homestand, two hits, and a couple of RBIs in and, and each game, and, and we're in the lineup yesterday as well. How, how good did it feel to, to just get a chance to, to contribute?
4: Yeah, you said it, uh, contribute. Uh, personally, things haven't been going so good uh, with the bat, but uh, the team's been playing good. Uh, glad to get in there and whenever I get a chance, um, you know, hope to uh, to be productive. So yeah, definitely felt good to get some hits uh, when they when they mattered. We needed some runs. Glad to uh, You know always happy get knocks and uh, score some runs and help the team win
1: What sort of things do you do when you have stretches when maybe you're not playing as regularly just to, to stay sharp and to stay ready?
4: Um, I think in preparation I think batting practice it's uh, to keep your intensity correct and uh, to uh, because, you, you know, you can get into a lull where you don't, uh, where you don't have at-bats with velocity and stuff like that. It's almost like lifting weights, like, to, uh, to maintain strength. It's like uh, I think you have to swing, you know, not sub-maximal. You know, whenever you swing, like, you, you know, people swing hard. I mean, so uh, it's good to uh, – yeah, it's good to get that in the routine and to, to turn up the intensity and just to keep yourself able to, to do that whenever, you know, you're called on.
1: I know some guys – don't like to hit on the field during right. BP. They like to hit in the cage for, for a variety of reasons. Are, are you one of those guys or you prefer to hit on the field?
4: Uh, whenever I can, when I'm feeling good, he- like when I'm feeling healthy and able, I like to hit on the field. Um, it gives me a good idea of where the ball's going and when it comes off the bat. And um, also, if you miss hit balls and see where they go, you know, you can miss hit balls and they'll, you know, hit them out of the yard. You don't have to extend, you don't have to whatever, and it kind of helps me back the ball up.
1: When I know a lot of guys when they're struggling they try to think the other way up the middle during batting practice is that something that you do? Only if you're struggling, or is that something you try to do all the time?
4: 100. Uh, percent I think it's always a go-to. If uh, it's like a box to check, it's right. um, if I can if I can put good swings on the ball. Like everybody's been able to. Like a lot of people, me, I can't speak for everybody. Me, I could always pull the ball. Yeah. So, uh, and I think when I get in trouble, I pull the ball too much. Even yesterday, I hit a home run foul. Like, and it's just uh, so backing up the ball and then hitting the ball the other way with some intensity, trying to hit like low line drives and hit the ball really hard, not fillet it, but like try to try to really drive the ball the other way I think is uh definitely a big staple
1: you mentioned you had the the ball that you hit foul in in Toronto first game of this series when when you see that what does that tell you
4: uh it was just the location I think uh, there's another pitch in that bat that was more down the middle that was a little inside um I'm, I'm glad I could turn on the ball I'm glad like uh but um you know obviously wish it was fair but um uh, I think it, that particular one is just uh, location. I mean, there's other times if you cheat to a fastball and hit it way out in front, you're like, okay, that's, that does nothing. It's just a strike. But uh, has a good swing and a good pitch. And, you know, I think the, the pitch is a little more outside. It's probably fair. Astros in
1: Toronto right now, one of your favorite cities to visit?
4: Oh, yeah, I think a lot of people's. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful city um, with some friends here. And uh, one of them being the translator for the other team, we played junior college with uh, Josue Pele. And uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a great place, great city.
1: What, what are some of your favorite cities on the road in, in Major League Baseball?
4: Man, there's a lot. I like, uh, I like Seattle. I like here. Um, Boston's great because of Fenway and the fans and everybody yelling at you and stuff. And it's nice, like the last time we had all the Astros fans there when the, you know the Texans were playing the day after us, which was cool. Um... Uh, maybe maybe here, here, uh, I like playing in Oakland, um, I, yeah, I like San, we stay in San Francisco, but playing in Oakland, I like Oakland, um, a lot of good cities, but yeah, those are some of them.
1: What do you look for like what 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 checks the boxes like I know some people like a city they can walk around, some like a city with good restaurants what 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 boxes do you like to check there
4: uh the, it's hilarious because like you know, during the season, sometimes we don 't really have that much of a life, but right. you know like it's funny, like coffee <laughs> <laughs> close <laughs> to, close to the hotel. Uh, it's simple. I swear to God, this is this is ridiculous. But, yeah, like USA Today, coffee, and like the small things, and then somewhere to eat nearby. Good places to eat. Eat and drink.
1: There you go. Evan Gaddis, thanks so much for
0: joining us.
4: Yeah, thank you, Robert.
0: The Houston Astros Radio Network.
4: See you later!
0: A grand slam! Forever Robert Ford and Steve Sparks.
2: Hey,
1: gets to take the slow jog, clearing the bases. Evan Gaddis. Is it just me, or does Evan Gaddis remind anyone else of Captain Caveman? The
0: Houston Astros. A beard the size of Texas.
5: Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.